It's good. It sucked. It's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up, because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present review episode, and I want to apologize right offhand. Okay, so we're here to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and (laughs) so when I went to view this movie, apparently somebody decided to bring Bebe's kids to the theater, and so there may be a lot that I missed, so before you start, um you know, responding to me and saying, oh, that was explained in the movie, please be aware that I may not have seen everything, especially towards the beginning. And what happened was there was this baby in there. And when I tell you this baby was crying throughout most of the coming attractions, it was just insane. I swear this baby is a reincarnation of Prince and Michael Jackson because that baby had some lungs on them i don't know if it's a girl or a boy and when i tell you this baby you know babies when they cry loudly eventually they go into this silent cry because they can't really get it out now this baby was hitting notes like prince up in there i mean it was terrible now eventually the mother took them out of the theater and into the lobby but it was so crazy because this baby was so loud that you could still hear them crying out in the lobby so now you're out in the lobby and this baby probably ruined three to four theaters because they can all hear this baby crying outside of the theater i mean that baby was terrible oh my god so i don't so If you are a parent of a young child, please, please, please do not bring them to a theater. I don't know what made them think that this was a good idea, but this baby was definitely giving a concert up in there. I don't know what the hell was wrong with that baby, but they were not playing. And then the other baby's kids, which came with the same parent group, I might add, this baby decides, well, he wasn't a baby. He was probably about two or three. And he decides he wants to talk throughout the entire film. And they kept trying to shush him. It was just a terrible experience. I haven't been in a experience like this in a long time. So I'm sure there's probably a lot that I missed here. But my nerves was bad listening to these kids. I'm probably going to have to rewatch this. And maybe it'll change my opinion on certain things. But I just wanted to throw that out there before people start hitting me up. Oh, you didn't watch the movie. You didn't. You missed this. You missed that. And blah, blah, blah. So anyways, here we go. Well, that's, you know, got a little sidetrack there, but I wanted to get that out the way. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. So where we find Ant-Man is, he's, I guess he's happy with his life. You know, the Ant family, as I've now called him, everything's going fine for the most part. Uh, you know, he's a pillar of the community. Everybody likes him, even though some people mistake him as Spider-Man. Uh, his daughter had created this device to study the quantum realm from the safety of their own home. Uh, Janet Van Dyne, who is the one who was stuck in the uh, quantum universe 
for I think it was they said like 30 years um, played by Michelle Pfeiffer she gets upset with it cuts the device off says do not send out any signals and the device reactivates anyways and as we would think it sucks them into the reality world of the quantum realm and they get separated they meet a host of different characters and beings down there as there's entire worlds of people or beings i guess i should say in the quantum realm and it's now pretty much everybody either fears or is working for king the conqueror and i do like how they build them up they really didn't mention his name until they had to so that was a pretty good deal there um, we find out that Janet has been keeping secrets about the quantum realm. She didn't really tell her family about Kang and everything that happened there. She basically was helping him fix his ship so he can get out of the quantum realm. He was stuck there just like she was. They created a power device in order to power up the ship, which took him a long time to do. Once she touched his ship, she was basically able to touch his mind and find out the type of terrible person that he is. The monster, the conqueror that's in him. She takes the power device, puts some of those little par, them uh, pim, whatever they are, things to either expand it or make it smaller. I was kind of confused about that actually. And basically, Kang is stuck there and he's unable to get out of there. And he needs Janet, or in this case, um, Scott Lang to get the device for him so he forces scott lang to go and get the little power device since he can't do it himself he basically threatens his daughter and forces him to do it uh, scott does it but then of course everything starts to break apart kang decides i have an empire now so i'm going to take this empire with me and he's trying to transport out of there but there is a rebellion with some of the beings that we met earlier in the film and a bunch of ants too and they were able to defeat kang to stop him from actually leaving there's one final battle between him and ant-man um uh the wasp uh who is uh hope van dying she comes in there at the last moment and helps save it shoots uh king into the again the little pim little uh frisbee things that ends up shrinking him into there or killing him who knows and they end up going home and the ant family is happy again everybody's together and that's pretty much the gist of the film the first mid credit scene uh, shows all of the variants of Kang gathering together after they hear that um, Kang the Conqueror is dead. And there's plenty of them. There's like thousands of them. Some of them look real crazy. And then the final cutscene um, at the end of the movie is basically building towards Loki Season 2. Loki's in the 1920s or 30s or something like that. And there's a Kang there preaching to a bunch of people, which I found kind of odd especially since black folks weren't well-liked back in those times. So that is the gist of the movie. Again, I probably left out a lot of different things, but that's what I got out of the movie for what I can understand from it. And there are certain things on there that I did like, such as Marvel trying to do something different. Now, the thing about this world that they created... Um, the one thing I liked about it is you always when you watch movies like this and when the individual characters have their little moment, you always wonder where are the Avengers at or where is somebody else who could help them? Well, this is one of those movies where nobody could help like they're in a subatomic world that only as far as we know, 
uh, Ant-Man can get to. So he's on his own. So no matter what happens here, the Ant family are the only ones who can actually stop what's going on. So they actually made this, you know, by doing that, you don't have those questions like, well, what about, um, well, I was about to say Iron Man, but he's not there anymore. Well, whoever's left out there. But you can't say, like, what about Thor? Can Thor help us? No, Thor can't help you. Nobody can help you. Doctor Strange, I mean, I don't know if he can get to that subatomic level. I don't know, but nobody can help. This is basically a world where Ant-Man and his crew are basically left to defend the world by themselves and defend the quantum realm. So I like that. I like the fact that they tried something new. They created a whole new universe. A friend of mine told me he thought it was like Star Wars. And I agree. If it gave a little Star Wars vibe. Um, I really did enjoy that portion of it. I mean, there was a lot of different distinct characters and it was, it was cool, you know? Also, I liked MODOK. I know a lot of people didn't like MODOK because he's not like he is in the comics, but being a person who read the comics before, and I really never read anything about MODOK, I actually liked this variation of him. So I did a little research after I left the movie because I was like, is this the same MODOK that's in the comics? And obviously it's not. So Darren from the first Ant-Man movie, he was shrunk into the quantum realm and Kang finds him and basically puts him together and creates MODOK. And so Darren is now MODOK and he really is in there, to be honest with you as the comic relief you know they always have to have that one comic relief character and it's kind of strange that it wasn't scott lang i mean he scott had his comedy in there too but nothing like modok i think he's the one that really made everybody laugh throughout the film so i actually liked it i know there was a bunch of comic purists who hate the fact they made modok like that but i actually enjoyed it i thought he was funny i thought it was a pleasant surprise for me although now since i watch billions it's really hard <laughs> not to get that michael prince from uh what's his name um cory hall and it, it just it, it was just one of those things that i just kept hearing mike prince <laughs> when he talked but yeah i mean it still was a pleasant surprise like they brought that character back so that goes to show you that marvel can sneak some things in there I'm sure most people who sit there and, and watch the internet all day probably knew about it, but I did not. So I enjoyed that portion of it. And then I also enjoyed Jonathan Majors as Kang. So they talked about how he would be a different variant from the one that we saw in the Loki series. And he was, I mean, Jonathan Majors made this guy look menacing. Like every time Kang spoke, he just basically grabbed your attention. He was the best part of this movie and i hope and pray they did not kill him like he just maybe he got sucked down to even further universe i don't know but i enjoyed his character this is a conqueror and he was stuck in a situation where he was banished by his other variants to the quantum universe and he conquered it. I mean, he really took it over. He was the man, but he's stuck there so he can't get out and he needs help to get out. And that's the whole plot of the film is him trying to get everything to get out. Now, that being said, here's a couple of things that I didn't like about that situation. So Marvel <laughs> oversold how powerful Kang was, you know, and we took him at a word. They were like, he's going to be more menacing than Thanos and he's going to be this and that. But he really wasn't. He lost 
to a bunch of ants. Now, make no mistake, these were intelligent ants, but they were ants nonetheless. Such a powerful being. Do you really think Thanos would have lost to a bunch of ants? That kind of pissed me off there. Um, I'm expecting this guy to just be so overpowered, and he really wasn't. Now, keep in mind, I know what Kang is. Kang is just but a human. He's a human being with a bunch of advanced tech. So without his tech, he's just human. And I get that. And the ants, he had his suit and he was, you know, really messing some things up. And when he was overran by the ants, they ended up ripping his suit to shreds, making him, I guess, human again. And, you know, I get the concept of it. I, I don't know. I just didn't expect him to go down that easy. Um, his plan was also stupid too. So the problem is you've been waiting all this time to get this device so you can get the hell out of Dodge. But now he decides I've created an empire and I'm taking it with me. Okay. That slows down the process. You've been there for years. Do you really need these people? You didn't need them to create the empire in the first place with your advanced tech. If I was King and I had been trapped in there for all those years, the second I got that device, I would have got the hell out of Dodge. Like, threw y'all the deuces and I'm out. Because that's what he wanted. He could easily, like, a being like that with that type of technology can take over just about any planet in the timeline. Let's just say our timeline with ease. He can come here to Earth right now and destroy the entire Earth and take it over within a matter of minutes. Because he was that strong, allegedly anyway. And so him not getting out the first chance he could didn't make sense. And then when he was fighting Ant-Man at the end, there was multiple times he could have jumped in the portal and left yet again. But he didn't do it. He just kept fighting. It just didn't make sense to me. And then he didn't realize towards the end that he tries to hurry up and jump out there. But then the wasp comes and shoots him into the little whatever and causes them to disappear or die or whatever they said happened to them which still didn't make sense to me but yeah this was just i don't know i think if i was in his shoes i would have got the hell out of the first chance i got i understand movie has to movie but you know it really didn't make sense on what he was trying to do um something else about this movie is the comedy fell flat most of the time you know i talked about modok he was basically the funniest one um, in the film and you would think with uh, Scott Lang that we would have a lot more comedy and there was some but it just really fell flat the comedy in this one fell flat and I guess Marvel you know they hear people complain about the comedy so they scale it back but then the problem with that is the few jokes that you do put in need to land and I just really didn't think they landed this time around and with a character like you've built up with uh, Scott Lang that should have been a lot easier I mean Paul Rudd is great with comedy and it just you know the joke just didn't hit it for me maybe some of you all liked it I did not like it you know it was just it just fell flat outside of Modoc. I think Modoc was probably the funniest thing um, the new characters that they added while they were imaginative, I didn't care about them because of the limited time we spent with them. Um, but the, I believe Gentora was the main character, the one who, uh, was trying to lead her people in the rebellion. She was a good character, a very interesting character, but again, we didn't spend much time with her to really appreciate her. Uh, the other ones, and the only reason I know her name, cause I'm looking at it on IMDB, the other ones, I don't even know their names. And I don't feel like looking them up, but they had the one guy who could read minds. I thought that was a great concept. You had 
this pile of goo, which was a sentient being, okay? And then you had this lighthead one who was shooting laser beams who wanted to torture everybody. Now, he was a character that they tried to build up, and by the time he died, you know, I guess they wanted us to feel something for it. But again, we didn't have enough time with them to actually care. You know, like, um, Gentora herself could have gotten killed, and I would have felt nothing because... You really didn't build up these characters. You really had the entire Ant family. And I'm going to be honest with you. Outside of Scott Lang and Cassie, the rest of them really didn't do much for me. I mean, Janet obviously was important to the plot because she had been in the quantum realm before. And she knew everything that was going on. So she really was there just to kind of explain the story of everything that's going on so that was her deal so i guess she was useful hank was not useful even though he's the one that basically communicated with the ants that for some reason were able to defeat <laughs> king i mean i guess you had to give him something to do and then hope i really didn't you know her name is on the title you know ant-man and the wasp i would have expected more out of her in this film and really didn't get it, you know, really outside of Scott and Cassie, the rest of the Ant family really didn't do much for me. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, This variant of Kang too, I hope he isn't dead because in the mid credit scenes, they showed the other variants and none of them look good. <laughs> like they were either yelling, they were crazy, they were speaking funny. None of those King, the Conquerors, or they're not all Conquerors, I guess, but none of those King variants looked menacing at all. So they need to bring this King back. I don't know how, but the one that he played, the Conqueror, the one we enjoyed throughout this movie, he needs to come back. I don't want to see any of those other Kings because they just looked ridiculous. It was just, you know, they showed them like they were in the stadium. They're all yelling. And, ah, it was terrible. I don't want to see none of those Kings. And then the three main ones who were speaking, something was weird about them. They looked weird. They spoke weird. I did not like those. If you're going to sell us on Kang again, which Marvel did, I want the one that allegedly got killed back. He needs to come back. Kang, the conqueror needs to come back not these other variants who look just like a bunch of pain in the asses i don't want those kings back another plot point that i forgot to mention so janet was upset that cassie was sending signals into the uh, quantum realm you know she was all she was trying to do was study it and she hurried up and disabled the machine because she was so concerned because she knew about all this stuff with king and everything and she didn't want to be involved with that but she didn't seem to have a problem in Ant-Man 2 at the mid credit scene when they were sending in Scott to take some of the quantum healing juice so they can give it to the ghost girl who we never hear from again, by the way. I mean, did she die? Because remember, he went there to get some of that stuff to help her uh, survive and he got stuck in the quantum realm because of the Thanos snap and we never heard anything from her again. But... Yeah, she was a part of that. She didn't have a problem sending him in there to uh, retract the juice and everything like that. But yet she had a problem with this. And I understand it was sending signals to let people know, 
you know, where they are, I guess, to communicate back and forth. And she knew that they may be tracking that, but she didn't seem to care to send Scott in there at the end of Ant-Man 2. So all of a sudden now she cares about anybody having any interaction with the quantum realm. And I get it. They didn't plan for it. So we kind of understand that. But yeah, I just thought that was a big plot hole. So overall, I want to like this movie, but it just really wasn't that good. And I think Marvel is starting to struggle to really understand what people wanted. Now, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror was awesome. I mean, every time he spoke, it was just so serious. I mean, you could tell that he put in some work on this character. And he was every bit menacing that we thought he was until the ants beat him until he started making stupid decisions and i think that's what really killed the movie modok while funny in a pleasant surprise again he didn't make it through this film so just fyi i know there's a i've already talked about a lot of spoilers but yeah he died at the end and even his death was hilarious but you know they this movie just didn't do it for me and again it could have been because of Baby's kids, and I apologize. I may have to watch it again and be like, you know what? Now this makes sense. Now I see why X, Y, Z. But yeah, it really wasn't that good of a movie. You even had Bill Murray in the movie, and he seemed like a wasted character. You introduced a lot of characters that seemed intriguing, but because we didn't know them or get to spend enough time with them, you know, they just kind of fell through the cracks, and it really just made another generic movie. I don't know I don't know what to anticipate from Marvel anymore because I like the first Ant-Man. I like the second Ant-Man. This Ant-Man, I was just like, eh, it was kind of boring, just to be honest with you. Um, you know, when Ant-Man and I remember seeing Ant-Man 2 out in LA, when Ant-Man uh went into the quantum realm at the mid-credit scene, and he couldn't get out because of the dust. Um, Thanos snapped and turned all the other ones, uh, turned uh, uh, Hank Pym, uh, Hope, and Janet into dust. The crowd was like, oh, I mean, there was like a real reaction to what happened. This movie, there was really none of that. And maybe everybody else was as irritated as I, as I was with Bebe's kids. So, who knows? But... I don't know. It's not looking good for Marvel. I don't even know what the next Marvel movie is that's coming out. Maybe they need to focus on the series because they seem to do better with that. But the movies they've dropped recently, they just aren't doing it for me. I mean, Black Panther was okay. I thought there was, you know, I enjoyed that one. So I'm not going to talk about that when I did a podcast on that one. So if you haven't heard that one, you can listen to it. I enjoyed it. They had its mo its issues too, but... Yeah, this one here was not a good movie. And I just think that Marvel needs to sit down and quit hyping things up. Like, they made Kang, he was just going to be this menacing person. And at the beginning, it started that way. But just the way that it ended, he gets overrun by ants. Smart ants, but ants. That damage his suit and makes him into a human. And once he's that, you know, he's just like anybody else at that point. But... Yeah, there's there's just there's just so many things they did wrong with this, and I just really didn't get enough of Jonathan Majors in the film. I wanted more of him because he's the one that was actually carrying the film. He was the best part of the film, and you can tell that he's just a superstar at this point. Um, I believe it was Lovecraft 
country or whatever that it was the first time I ever saw him in. And ever since then, he's starting to blow up. So he really held it down in this film. He was the best part of this film. But outside of that, a couple of Modoc jokes. Um, and I, like I said, I applaud them for trying something different, but it just didn't work for me. They We needed more time with those characters, the new ones that they introduced. And so it's going to be a, it sucks rating. I hate to say it because I do like Ant-Man as a character. Um, I like the Ant family, but I just don't see it. This movie just didn't do it for me. And I don't know, what did you think? Did you enjoy the movie? Did you like Ant-Man and the quantum realm and everything that came with it? Um, you know, Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you wanna check out any of my personal work, hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Please do not bring your little infants to a theater anymore. Horrible, deuces.